Okay, so moving on to part two of our big season preview. Uh, part one, we talked about um, the new Bills Backers Pub uh, for, for fans around the London area, the Fitzrovia Bell. And um, we did a season preview looking at the uh, top three players that we're both looking out for this season and also our top three concerns. And then we moved on to a mega game by game prediction. Um, so we're both feeling pretty good and pretty optimistic about the season. Uh, me even more so than Tim. But moving into part two, we're now going to start talking about this uh, week one matchup against the uh, the Steelers. How are you, how are you feeling about the the game uh, coming into uh, coming into this weekend, then, Tim? I think it's going to be tricky. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, as easy as uh, the betting as it as we uh, a touchdown favourite. I think it'll be quite close. I think the game last season was uh, pretty close until uh, the pick six from uh, John Taron Johnson last year. Um, it's going to be yeah a challenging game. I know Big Ben um, he, he hasn't got any mobility anymore, but you know he's had you know some time to rest his arm up. He didn't show up in preseason. I think uh, with the renewed running game, with the uh, changes that I made on the O line, and then. Um, Harris coming in um, that's just going to make them um, more balanced and they've got a new offensive coordinator as well who likes a lot of motion it sounds like before the snap so um, yeah it's going to be some new looks that we're not going to we, we didn't see last season from the Steelers obviously a defence uh, especially a D-line is quite scary and they've got a ball hawk at the back uh, Minka Fitzpatrick so it's going to be Tif, uh, difficult game, but I think that uh, it's going to be uh, one that we'll, we will win at the end. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, so let's um, firstly talk about maybe a standout player that we're looking forward to uh, to watching uh, for the Bills. Who, who do you have, uh, Tim, as your kind of main guy that you're going to be watching out for? Um, so for me, I think that it's got to be uh, Dawson Knox again. Um, you know, see what he can do um, with the Steelers uh, cornerbacks they've uh, had quite a bit of change Mike Hilton isn't there anymore he was there slot corner really um, like one of the best actually in the NFL at that position um, I can't remember the name of the guy that would be there their slot corner for Sunday but it's a, a guy that's fairly inexperienced and um, you know Dawson Knox should get open um, a good amount during this game. You know, Devin Bush is a really good uh, linebacker and he's pretty well-rounded. He's good in coverage. So they might try and utilise him and put him on Knox. But ultimately, if they do that, then we've got all the wide receivers open at that point. So yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be really difficult for the Steelers to, and any team this season to face, you know, the, the, the Bills and our strength in the wide receivers. But I think Dawson Knox... Uh, might have a big game for us. So again, not one of the big names, but I think that this game could be suited for him. Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're both expecting us to spread spread them out quite a bit. Uh, maybe go empty backfield um, and you know put all of our offensive weapons on the field at once and try and uh, take advantage of that uh, perhaps that possible weakness in the in the Steelers secondary. Um, and certainly if uh, if we do that, there's going to be some mismatches and maybe Knox can uh, take advantage of that. I think it's a big test for him. I think at week one, a nice solid game, four receptions, no drops. I'll be happy if I'm honest. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, um, absolutely. What about you? Is there anyone in particular that you, you'll be keeping a close eye on? 
yeah, Greg Rousseau. Um, I think this is a big test. Um, it's your first week of the uh, of the regular season. Um, can he transfer what we've seen in in the in the preseason to uh, to a regular game? And I also think there's some weaknesses on that uh, that Steelers offensive line. You know, there's a lot of change in, in personnel. It's an unproven offensive line. We've now got a lot of options on our. Um, uh, you know, in our, uh, our D line, I think we're going to be fresh because we were rotating players in and out. We'll be attacking them up the middle and off the edge. I think they've got a, uh, you know, some, some guards I'm not entirely sure about. I, I think Greg Rousseau could have a really, uh, really good game. And I think if we see what we think he is on Sunday, then um, wow, this is going to be uh, something pretty special. So yeah, he's the guy I'm looking out for. Just as a group as well, you know, that D line, you know, we saw some really good and encouraging improvements due to the newly acquired, you know, um, guys that have been brought into the team, F.A. Abada, clearly, and then the two draft picks. Add those in with the vets that didn't play, the Jerry Hughes's and the Mario Addison's. Um, it's really tantalising, isn't it, to think of that team, especially against the Steelers um, O-line. You know, as you say, it's revamped. They've not got um, four of their starters from last year have moved on. Um, their you know, uh, Pro Bowl centre in uh, Pouncey and uh, DeCastro retired. So they've got a left tackle that's a rookie in Dan Moore Jr. Um, and a below average starter on the other side. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, but it's Chuck's Akora for, I think. I'm not going to try and pronounce his first name, but yeah, nearly as good as uh, Pierre, isn't it? <laughs> From the uh, interview we done there. Uh, a little while ago but uh, yeah so yeah that'd be a really uh, interesting matchup to see I think even with those changes like clearly there's a couple of pro bowlers that have left the Steelers but they weren't running the ball or you know that good in pass protection last year you know so it can really only get better anyway so even though they've got some less experienced guys in there um, let's see what they can do especially with when you add in Jerry Hughes and you just think of uh you know, on, on third down when you've got Jerry Hughes on one edge and Greg Rousseau on the other, and then Ed Oliver and F.A. Bardo in the middle, that's just going to be such a handful for any team, let alone the Steelers' inexperienced O-line to uh, defend against. So, And you think about an underrated part of this uh, pass rush is uh, Matt Milano blitzing from the, from the uh, outside linebacker spot because he's really effective in that. He, he was really effective last season. So it's going to be, yeah, too much really for that O-line handle. But then we all know that Big Ben last season, he had by far the quickest release uh, with passes. You know, he was getting a ball out um, 0.2 seconds quicker than anyone else in the league. So, you know, it might not matter. You know, I, I, hopefully we can at least get some pressure uh, in you know, to affect him quickly. Um, but because he gets a ball out so quickly, well, there might not be many sacks there, but hopefully there'll be quite a lot of pressures and that'll affect him. Well, I think it's going to also be interesting to see how the game progresses. We've both got a list of kind of reasons that we're, you know, things that might not go our way and then reasons to be optimistic. And one of my uh, reasons for, for concern is, is Najee Harris. I think we're going to run it down our, our throats yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully we're skiing up to, to, to protect against that. And I think if we do, if we stop the run, then I don't think there's an awful lot else uh, the Steelers can, can, can throw us. They do have some good, good talented weapons on the wide receiver, but I just think our secondary um, um, is going to be able to cover them off pretty well. Um, 
It's funny um, because one of my reasons for concerns, if you've, as you've mentioned, is a run defence, especially without Starla Tulele. Yeah. Well, it's the same crew as last year, and clearly it's going to be more emphasis on Steelers with the running game because Najee Harris has been drafted, and he's a really good running back um, that, they, that they drafted. So, um, yeah, on the same, on, on the opposite side, we've got, I think, the reason for optimism is pass rush. So you've got those contradictions in terms mm-hmm. of <laughs> the, the D-line, the, the run defence is a worry, especially in the interior. But then a reason to be optimis- um, optimistic is the pass rush. So it's in the trenches, you know. And also another reason for concern, the interior line. Like we saw last season, Cam Hayward, um, had a field day against uh, Ike Bogda last uh, last year in that matchup. I think he got you know two sacks. He got a few more pressures and that type of thing. It's the same group. So you know Cody Ford might take Ike Bogda's face uh, place this um, for for Sunday. It'll be interesting to see if just with that one change that will improve and allow us to protect Josh a bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see how the, the Steelers play and, and if we can get ahead and then they have to chase the game, does does uh, Big Ben have to throw it a little bit more? Um, there is sort of one other dynamic to this uh, Steelers offense that worries me a bit more than their wide receivers, if I'm honest, which is them playing uh, 12 personnel, putting two tight end sets up. Um, Pat Fryuth, yeah. their rookie. Um, I liked him a lot coming out of the draft. They've also He's got some him. good report, uh, reports, hasn't he, at preseason. They, they sound like they're really excited about him. So, it sounds like yeah. he could be their starting uh, starting tight end. Um, yeah. Then there's uh, Eric Ebron, who obviously experienced guy. Uh, we know we struggled against tight ends. We might see a bit of AJ Klein. Um, we might yeah. see a bit of uh, Saran Neal um, playing a bit of big nickel mm. to, uh, to help cover off against the tight ends. Um, so it's going to be fascinating. It's definitely a, an advantage they would have against us. Um, the other, the other sort of slight worry I have is is TJ Watt, super motivated, new contract, wanting to show his worth, yeah. worth all the money. Twenty eight you know, million, average. absolutely oh, it may crazy, be isn't it? Attacking that gap between the uh, the, the guard and the uh, and the and the tackle. Um, we, we have managed to contain him in previous the previous two years, especially last year. Yeah. I think we we played yeah. really well against him. But Dal Williams, be, yeah. Fresh, he's going to be massively hyped up. I mean, he hasn't played a lot in, I don't think he's really played any preseason, has he? But I mean, no. he's experienced enough to probably not have to. So that does worry me a little bit. He's going to have something to prove, wanting to show that um, he's worth it. Any other so worries that you've got on your list? Things that might go not go our way? Just thinking about, I know I mentioned Cam Hayward, but um, Devin Bush, I know I mentioned him as well. Um, but I think um, he's a concern. Um, we have to be careful about passing it in the middle of the field um, just because he can cover a lot of ground quickly. Um, he's going to want to make a point this year. Uh, this is his third year. He was out quite a lot of last season due to injury. Um, I think that he, he was in the same draft as uh, Devin White and uh, he's going to want to prove that he's, he's in that same tier of Devin White. And um, I think he's a really impressive linebacker and someone that's also underrated, I think. Like he's not really spoken about. When you think of Steelers, you say Cam Haywards, TJ Watts, Minka Fitzpatrick's, um, but Devin Bush is a f- fantastic linebacker, and uh, we need to keep an eye out for him as well. I'm sure he'll get his uh, a, a hand or two on, on a couple of passes. Um, but they're cornerbacks, um, you know that that's a, a huge mismatch there between our wide receivers and cornerbacks. Like I think they're projected. Uh, cornerback uh, one um, is 
the ex-Browns, uh, Joe Hayden. That's it, Joe Hayden. So he's a reasonable CB1. And then CB2's Cam Sutton. And they didn't like him last season. They didn't. They tried to avoid playing him last season. So not really too sure why they got rid of Stephen Nelson. Um, he was a good player, someone that yeah. a lot of Bills Mafia wanted uh, to, be, to join uh, us. And uh, he went to the Eagles. So there's definitely an area there that uh, we could target. Uh, so, yeah, overall, you know, there's some mismatches in our favour and uh, there's some concerns in that I've got, um, that the Steelers have got advantage with. So, so we both get down as a win. Um, yeah. I've got a few reasons for optimism. Uh, let's, let's run through a few of those and maybe yeah. cover yours as well. So, um, this is a good defence, but we've beaten good defences before. I think Josh Allen and, and Brian Dable have, have shown that they can scheme up against um, good defences and, and slice people apart when they're really, really on it. So I don't know that there are many teams out there that are able to stop Josh Allen on his best days. And um, I don't think the the Steelers are have the quality, as you say, at cornerback um, to, uh, to stop him either. Um, I think what we saw in, in preseason was that Allen took what the defense offered him. Um, certainly in that uh, in that in that Green Bay game, it was just what it was—a crazy amount of consecutive passes. Yeah, pretty conservative football, apart from that sort of uh, uh, absolute dart um, into the end zone um, into Gabriel Davis. But I think that we might see a mature, slightly more pragmatic Josh Allen who just takes what the defense offers him, and I think that's going to be an absolute nightmare for the Steelers. Um, yeah. Well, Bills Mafia back in Orchard Park for the first time um, in in you know, sellout stadium. I think that's going to be a huge huge advantage when uh, when yeah. uh, when that we're playing defense and um, there's going to be communication issues. They're going to be really up for it. I know that I am, and I'm not going to be there, so um, yeah. that's going to be pretty epic. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough, tough place to come and play um, this season. And we've got this exciting new D line, which is going to go up against this unproven Steelers offensive line. I think those things are all heavily, heavily in our favour. Um, what about you? What, what are you sort of excited to see? And what are, you, what are your reasons for optimism? Um, I think I covered them earlier, but just the wide receiver mismatches and pass rush, you know, a lot of what you've echoed uh, at the start about um, Gregory Rousseau and the revamped um, pass rush. I think that uh, there's opportunities there to put pressure at least on Big Ben. We might not be able to get too many sacks, uh, as I mentioned earlier, but um, it's going to be really exciting to see that pass rush uh, go to work with the vets, uh, Mario Addison and uh, Jerry Hughes being added to the equation. You know, we've got so many options. be interesting to see who's inactive on day, game day because uh, obviously they've got the new rule, haven't they, that if you select eight offensive linemen uh, in your... Um, your game day roster, um, you can have like two more players elsewhere. So imagine they'll do that. There'll probably be only five inactives. One of those might be a defensive end. Um, it'll be interesting to see who that is. But, you know, I think it's, I prefer one of the D-line guys to, um, yeah, again, if Star's not available, then that might make our decision for us. And I'd like to see, you know, Boogie Basham in there as well. And, you know, he can play interior snaps. And I imagine be quite a good like uh, run defender from the inside. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who's you know selected, who, who who's made inactive, um, and yeah, it, I just can't wait for the game now. You know, I've got the wings in already. So <laughs> have you? Yeah, I do. I've already got awesome. them. So went down to the local butchers and bought some earlier. So I've just got to get some blue cheese dip for it. But um, got all got that some stocked. Frank's hot sauce or something. What are you going to put on them? 
yeah, I'll uh, have some type of yeah hot sauce I've got in a cupboard. I'm, I'm a condiments king. I've got all sorts of <laughs> different fit, you know, uh, heats and different flavors and that type of thing. So I'm not too sure what I'll put on them yet. But yeah, I've got them in, so I'm looking forward to it. Do you have your wings in? Or no, like no, that? I don't. I'm actually debating uh, hitting delivery and getting somebody to bring them to me. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, so I need to work out my uh, Sunday dining options. But um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some wings in there somewhere. So we both get down as a win. Um, I've got a score prediction. What do you? How do you? Yeah, think this is going to play out. Yeah, so I said before, I think it'd be quite close. I think it'll be, you know, um, we won't cover the handicap that's being offered at the moment uh, in terms of betting, but the score prediction I've got is Bills 31, Steelers 28. So I think it's only a three-point game. Um, I don't know necessarily what the like path to that will be, like if the, Beelers, uh, if the Steelers, you know, get the lead and then we come back into it like last year or um, if, you know, Bills pull ahead and then, you know, become a bit complacent. I don't think that would happen really with Josh Allen how how the offence operated last season. I think, you know, we'll keep our foot on the accelerator pedal and we won't allow that. But yeah, I think it'll be a close game. So I've got uh, 31-28 to the Bills. What about yourself? I've got, it, I've got it tight as well, but I've got a slightly lower scoring. I've got 24 to 20 to the Bills. I mm. think that the uh, the Steelers will take a lot of time off the clock. They'll run it uh, down our throats and just don't know how much time there will be for, for Josh to be uh, running up and down the field. But we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'd rather see the uh, the game that you've got predicted than the one that I've got predicted. But yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be close. I don't see us covering the spread either. But um, yeah, uh, so for, for betting uh, people amongst you, maybe uh, go for the Bills, but um, uh, leave the spread alone. Um, so yeah, I got 24 to 20. So let's to round up our uh, first week one uh, uh, game prediction um, with some bets. Uh, we're both quite keen for for a, for a bet here and there, aren't we, Tim? So yeah. um, all of us, we both made a lot of money last year with uh, going <laughs> for the over on Diggs receptions, which uh, the bookmakers never seemed to catch up on, which was which was nice. But um, we both picked out two bets um, for this game that we uh, we like the look of. Um, what's your first bet? you're going to be uh, placing your hard-earned money on? Just before we go into the first bets, um, just to give a bit of context. So this is how we met, wasn't it? Like a couple of years ago, I think I put a message out about the bets I put on and then you replied and we got talking. So um, we're quite keen on, you know, putting small stakes on uh, for all the Bills games. And last year we had a lot of success, as you alluded to, with uh, (laughs) Stefan Diggs. I don't know why they didn't catch on to this, but, everyone saw within the first couple of games that he was going to get a lot of targets uh, and, and catch a lot of balls for us. And yet it seemed to be, you know, over and under, sometimes it's four and a half, five and a half. And I still don't, I, don't, I still don't feel what they've learned because it currently is uh, over under six and a half. And I think, I think there's only two games last season where he caught less than six balls. So obviously it isn't above that six and a half threshold but there's a lot of games last season where he got seven eight not even ten I remember I think it was against Patriots he got ten catches in that game so I still think that's good value that's not necessarily something that um you know are I'm going to use as one of my two bets here but just to give everyone a bit of context like um that's definitely a good route to go towards and that's how we were quite profitable last season because every every week it felt like we were doing it weren't we Yep, and every absolutely. time it'd come in pretty much so I just slowly uh, increasing the amount so I was betting I was like well if you're going to give me your money then then I'll keep taking it um, yeah. Yeah, so what is your your first bet recommended bet then what have you picked out so for two that I've earmarked is as 
as we know, we're going to throw a ball a lot. Um, and I noticed with the uh, passing yards over and, un- and under on Josh Allen, um, unfortunately, it has increased slightly the, the passing yards um, over and under. It was at 281.5 yards when the market was open a few days ago. I checked it just before this and it's now at 286.5. So clearly a lot of money is going on the over. And I still think that's good value because was it eight games or nine games last season and threw for more than 300 yards. And they were mainly towards the end of last season, I felt like, you know. So I still think even though it's only 15 yards away from, you know, 14, 15 yards away from, um, you know, half, for games that he threw last year, I still think that's tremendous value. When you look at the cornerback uh, and wide receiver mismatch that we spoke about, you know, the wide receivers uh, are much stronger than the Pittsburgh Steelers cornerbacks. And I just think that's an avenue that will be successful for us at the weekend. And I expect Allen to have a 300 yard plus game. So the 285 yard over and under doesn't scare me. I'd still be putting a bet on that this weekend. Yeah, about yours, so my first one is, uh, we talked about Diggs receptions. I'm actually going a slightly different way. I'm going to talk about um, Beasley receptions. Uh, Beasley yeah. looked really good in the preseason. Um, and I think that we're going to do a lot of, as we've mentioned earlier, spreading them out, um, taking what the offense gives us. I think it's going to be a lot of space for Beasley um, as they try and cover our, uh, our weapons. And so I, the, the line is set at four and a half, and I would take the over yeah. for that. I think Beasley getting five or more receptions feels like a, a good shout. So that's a, a one I've got, a, got my eye on. I think all wide receivers, because we mentioned Stefan Diggs, six and a half. Beasley's at four and a half. Sanders is three and a half. And I know that... They've only had what half a game together uh, against the Packers uh, in the last preseason game, but you just combine all of those. That's only what uh, 11, 12 receptions for those three wide receivers. You throw this Gabe Davis doesn't have a mark at the moment. I recommend it going over if that becomes available. But all the receivers, like wide receivers, we've got. I think all of them are good shouts to be overs to be honest like yeah. we expect Alan to throw it I think the over under for throwing attempts is about 34 and a half so if you think about it you know where's the other 20 targets going to go to they're not going to go to um, you know Gabe Davis uh, Dawson Knox uh, and the running backs in the backfield it's going to go to those three main wide receivers so yeah, I think the completions think- uh, line was something like 28 uh, completions for for Josh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I actually think that, that Emmanuel Sanders line feels really low because he's going to be up against yeah. their, their cornerback too. Uh, you've got to think he can play inside, outside, um, find the uh, find the mismatches. That could really be an interesting one for sure. Um, yep. What's your second second bet? So this is a uh, low risk, high reward one. You know, last season I won this a couple of times, and I mentioned. Uh, this player has been the person that I'm watching closely in the first game uh, against the Steelers, but I'm going Dawson Knox first touchdown. Um, the market hasn't come out just yet, um, but last season I got him twice at 40 to 1 uh, to score the first touch, and it happened twice as well. I think the first game was against the Seahawks, and then there was another game later on in the season, might have been the Patriots, um, where he got the first touchdown. And I know, you know, we've talked about it before that, you know, people love him or hate him. You know, he has people get frustrated with the drops. I totally understand it. But in the red zone, he scored eight or nine touchdowns. And I just think it's silly at 
that value, like 40 to 1, when you think that the field is more condensed uh, in a red zone, um, everyone knows that the wide receivers are our strength. They're going to get the closest attention. So someone like Dawson Knox is just going to be have those opportunities. And I think it's a fantastic value. I'll be doing it again this weekend. Hopefully uh, the bookies haven't uh, clocked on to, to that value and I can get it again at 40 to 1. So I think regardless of what it is, even if it's 20 to 1 higher, you know, just worth putting a pound on it. You know, So I won it twice last season. That was my reason that I was... Uh, that, along with the digs over his receptions, was why I had a really successful season last season with regards to betting. So that's my second bet. All right. So my one, uh, slightly different one, is that Josh Allen and Najee Harris both have a rushing touchdown. Um, mm. That's available at 11 to 2. I think that Najee Harris yeah. is going to get a lot of work. Um, yep. We are a bit vulnerable against the run. Uh, we certainly will be if uh, if Star's not available. We've always known that Josh is, is, is not a bad shout for a rushing touchdown. Um, so, yeah, 11 for 2, 11 to 2 feels about right. Uh, I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting option for people. Definitely. I like that. Fantastic. So, well, thank you to uh, for listening for our monster uh, season and week one preview. Um, it's been a pleasure to be back with you all, and uh, Tim and I cannot wait for Sunday. So uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter anytime you like. Um, we are available at Bills from Afar on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us individually. I'm underscore Charlie underscore sports, and um, my co-host is Tim Roach90. Or you can email us, billsfromafar at gmail.com. We will be having guests on uh, from time to time through the season. Some of the, the people that you've uh, listened to already and maybe some, some new folks to uh, talk about the games um, and uh, review um, review previous games and, and obviously have a look at uh, future games. So please do uh, get in touch if you've got a, a Bills from Afar story uh, that you want to tell. Um, and also don't forget um, the new big news uh, for the southeast of England and uh, new Bills Backers Pub on Fitzrovia Fitzro- Fitzro- Bell Pub in London. They're going to show all the Bills games at six and at nine uh, throughout the season. And they'll also be showing Red Zone. So, uh, yeah, uh, give uh, Matt and Alex a follow on the uh, Red, White and Buffalo Blues podcast. Now they've just had uh, their, their first week one preview come out as well. So, um yeah, get involved with that. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, hopefully speaking to you next week and talking about a nice, positive Bills will win in week one. Um, so thank you for joining us and uh, go Bills.